Today's daf is daf Tzadi Tes, page 99. We are three lines from the bottom of Tzadi Ches. Amad Beis, we are starting the Gemara after the long Mishnah on, uh, on this Amad, on Tzadi Ches, Amad Beis. All right, so let's get a short piece of Gemara, and then we're going to go back and reintroduce the hala- uh, one of the hal- particular halachas of our Mishnah. Here we go. Three lines to the bottom of 98b. Tanra, one of the rabbis learned, so should we Omar Lahan Vyamrulay? We learned in our Mishnah that if a group lost their carbon pesach and they send somebody to go find the animal, they don't know how long it's going to take them. And they say to him, if you find your carbon shechted, and he says to them, if I don't come back, you take a new carbon and make sure to include me. The halacha is Eichel min harishain. Whichever animal is shechted first, they all eat from. However, if they didn't say anything to each other, if as he walks out the door to find the carbon, he doesn't mention anything, and he doesn't say, "Oh, guys, make sure if you find another, if you take another animal, have you in mind," and they don't say to him. If you find it first, shecht it on our behalf, then each one really is on their own. He's allowed to eat from his carbon, they're allowed to eat from their carbon, and sometimes to split up and everybody just gets the job done on their own is a lot easier. Says the Gemara, an important message, which we all know, no matter how much life experience we have, the more life experience we have, the more true we know this is but from here the Chachamim learn, A person who's a Chacham, a person who's wise, is better off keeping his mouth shut. How much more so if somebody's foolish? Shanamar, as it says, that a person who is a fool but remains quiet, people at least, at least think that you are smart. Where do you see this from the Mishnah? Because if they would talk too much, if they would say, oh, but if you find for us, yeah, if you find for me, right, they make a whole thing. So then they're both going to be stuck with the first carbon, whichever one is shechted first. And not everybody necessarily will have the ability to, uh, the easiest time to eat the carbon, okay? Because they're all going to be stuck with the animal. However, if they didn't say anything and they kept their mouth shut, each one would be able to move forward with their plan B that they, uh, that, that they thought of. Period, okay. Important message for life. Two dots, next part of the Mishnah. And in order to introduce the next part of the Mishnah, initially, we're not gonna see why this is important, but if we have a shorter daf, so I want to uh, spend a little more time with the, you know, because we have, you know, we have more time, so we might as well ensure that we have ultimate clarity over here. In, uh, in the background of the Gemara. So, if you don't mind turning back to Daf Tzadi Aleph. If we look at page 91a, Tzadi Aleph, Amad Aleph, right in the middle of the Amud, there's a short Mishnah. Okay? And we just need to read the first, the, what we call the Resha, the first Halach of the Mishnah, the Mishnah says like this, 91a. 
Ein shochtim es pesach al hayachid. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds that an individual is not allowed to have a carbon pesach shechted on their behalf. You can't have one person registered on a carbon, and the Gemara ultimately learns it out from the word be'achad in a pasuk. It's exerus akasim. It says in the Torah, okay, it's a drush of Rabbi Yehuda. If one person is registered on the carbon, you're not allowed to have one person on a carbon pesach. You need at least two. Rabbi Yaisi Mati, Rabbi Yaisi says it's okay. That's all we need to see for right now. The mission on Sadi Aleph, Amad Aleph, that machlokas. Let's now turn back to our Gemara. Our Gemara is working off of, towards the end of our Mishnah, we learned, Shnayim Shanis Arvu Pischeya. When you have two people, one person on each carbon whose carbonites got mixed up. Okay? Remember that halacha? In, in uh, yesterday, towards the end of the Amud, towards the end of the Mishnah, we learned that if you have one person whose carbon was bringing a carbon Pesach, and another person bringing a carbon Pesach, and their animals get mixed up, so the Mishnah made a recommendation. Here's what you should do. Each one should go out to the street, grab a Yankel and a Beryl, or a Ruvain and Shimon, depending... Uh, which names you like to use when, uh, when adding people to our uh, Mishnah and Gemara stories. Add them to your carbon, and then you can start with the stipulations that we mentioned yesterday. If this is my carbon, then I want to switch, and yeah, yeah da, 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 and Shalom so everybody gets up. What's going to be the simple question? What's going to be the focus of our Gemara right now? What about the previous Mishnah on Tzadi Aleph, Amar Aleph, where Rabbi Yehuda says in the first place, you can't have one person per carbon, Okay? So here we go. Says the Gemara. Lema masnisen delayka Rabbi Yehuda. Let's assume that our Mishnah, which gives this story of one person on each carbon, is not following the pin of Rabbi Yehuda, the Tanya, because we learned in Ebrisa. If you have too few people on the sheep, meaning that we're supposed to ideally register the amount of people to a carbon Pesach that can eat it. So we're not left, so we don't have leftovers. Okay? So I say, you know, I'm usually, I usually eat like a 16-ounce steak. And Simcha says this. And Howard says, we each have our own amount. Say, all right, we need 13 people. What if we don't have 13 people? Okay? So the Torah says, go get. Ideally, go get. That's you do ideally. If not, okay, fine. If not, so you'll have nicer and you'll have to burn it. To say it, if you still go ahead with the carbon Pesach. But it says, if you have too few people to be for the carbon, milamid, what, is it, what do we learn from this verse? This Pasuk. atin also lets us know that people can remove themselves from being part of a Chabura, being part of a group on the carbon Pesach, and they could keep, if I have 13 people and number 13 bounces out, now I have 12. The 12th person could bounce out. The 11th person could bounce out. How many people can bounce out of a carbon? As long as one of the original chevra are still on the carbon, one guy could say, I changed my mind, I, you know, I'm going to my in-laws. I'm out of here. I'm going to my, I'm going to my sister. David Rebbe Huda. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says people can leave the Chabura as long as, but not everybody. You, can have at, you need to have at least 
one person. And whose opinion is this? Rabbi Yehuda. You can keep bouncing out until you have one person. Now, what's going to be the obvious question? Rabbi Yehuda in the previous Mishnah that we read together on Tzadik Yalu said you can't have one person. Rabbi Yaisi, I mean, Rabbi Yaisi says, Okay? That you, you can't have nobody on the carbon. Meaning, you don't need any of the original people, but you've got to make sure there's somebody there. Even if it's somebody who joins later, they could be left. But the question is, in our case, in our Mishnah, where we say two people, one person per carbon, you're going ahead and getting a second guy and you start making these conditions. If it's not my carbon, then you're registered on that one, so on and so forth. There's going to come out a chance that, no, that the original owner may not end up with the carbon that they started out with. Because the whole thing is conditional from yesterday's mission. I may very well end up on your carbon and you may end up on my carbon. Is there going to be somebody in the carbon? Yes. But it may not be one of the original people. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, not only do you need two people, you need it to be from the originals. Omar Rabbi Yechelen. Rabbi Yechelen says, no, you're misunderstanding what's going on here. Let me explain. Afilutem Rabbi Yehuda. This b'risa can very well, and our Mishnah can very well be following the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Kivan the Omar Rabbi Yehuda. Since Rabbi Yehuda learned in the Mishnah on Sadi Aleph that we learned together, you're not allowed to shech to come from Pesach with one person. So now let's focus one second. I have one guy with a carbon, another guy with a carbon. Their animals get mixed up. Is each one on their own permitted to come with an animal? No. And therefore, when they pull Yankel and Beryl or Reuven and Shimon off the street, Me'ikara, from the beginning, initially, they need to get the second guy anyway, according to Rabbi Yehuda. They're obligated to pull a second guy off. And since they're obligated to get the second guy, therefore the second guy is considered an original chavra. He's considered originally from the chavra. He's not a, a yankel or barrel random off the street or Reuben and Shimon random off the street. Because Lafi Rabbi Yehuda, these two... Uh, these two individuals that showed up are mechuyiv anyway to get a second guy. And since they're mechuyiv anyway to get a second guy, the second guys are called initial members of the Chabura. And now that they're called initial members of the Chabura, there's no problem of making the tonight. Nachamol? Absolutely, but over here what happened was the animals not shechted yet. The animals prior to shechita got mixed up. So now I'm standing here with a sheep. You're standing here with a sheep. I don't know which one's mine. You don't know which one's yours. We said go get somebody off the street and we'll start swapping. At least we'll have one of the original members of a chabura on a carbon. And I'll say if this is my carbon, I want to be on a carbon. If it's your carbon, I'm joining your chabura, right? And that's how we're all going to, that's how we're all going to go through. But the bottom line is, what, what's the point? Uh, I mean, what are we coming out with as far as the initial idea? The initial idea was like this. We had an issue. The issue was that Rabbi Yehuda had said, you need at least one original member of a Chabura to be on a carbon. You could be mismaitin in You could leave a Chabura, but you need at least one original member. 
If that's true, we had a question. The question was, how can we say in our Mishnah that you can start making conditions and adding people to your group and saying, if this is not mine, I want to join, if this is not my original animal, then I want to join the other guy's original animal. At least the Yankel I pulled off the street is on my animal. The problem is he's not an original member. That was the question. The answer is no. He is considered an original member. Because since Lafir of Yudan Daftadi Aleph, you need a minimum of two people. The guy you pull off the street is now called an original Khafza, original uh, Gavra of the Chabura, original member of the Chabura. And as long as he's left remaining on the animal, we'll all fulfill our mitzvah of Karban Pesach. And Omar Ravashi, Ravashi says, you have to explain the Mishnah in this way. Asnisan Nami Deka. Our Mishnah seems to be Medoyik, seems to infer like this, Tiktani, because we learned in our Mishnah, and this is, uh, it's not so complicated, but you just have to recall the halacha and the math of this. If you have five groups, and each group has five people, and all their animals get mixed up. They don't know who's who. So we said, start switching four members of each. Right? At least you'll have one original member. But we could be, we could be medayik, we can infer our Mishnah to mean, shalchamisha in. If you have five groups of five people, you could pull this off. Let's say you have four groups of five people and one group of four people. Now, if I start switching everybody, the group of four people is going to end up with no original members because all four may end up on the wrong carbon. And you see that you can't do it if no original members end up, like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. It must be because the reason why you can't do it if one group has four is because you'll end up with no original members. You see from here that our Mishnah is taka following the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. You need original members of the Chabura and in the case where one person shows up with the carbon and another person shows up with the carbon, the reason why when they pull Yankel and Beryl off the street or Ruben and Shimon off the street, it's going to be okay is because the people they pulled off the street are now considered original members because the carbon Pesach could not have been brought without them. Hadran Allah, Mishahu Tomei, Uslikala Pesach Sheni. Hadran Allah, Mishahu Tomei, Uslikala Pesach Sheni. Hadran Allah, Mishahu Tomei, Uslikala Pesach Sheni. We now finished the... The, not only the ninth parak, but the the what the velt, what the world calls the part of Meseches Psachim that deals with Pesach Sheni. And now we move on to the tenth parak. For those that joined us Thursday night on Purim, we're going to be very familiar with this uh, with this Mishnah, which uh, which applied this past uh, Purim right two days ago when generally prior to Shabbos, a person is not allowed to eat, start a suda, um, where you sit down and wash after chatzos. And this past Friday, it was a mitzvah, ideally we said the chatchila, to start it before chatzos, but it was certainly allowed on Erev Shabbos to eat a meal prior to chatzos. And this discussion is going to now crop up as far as the halachos particular to Pesach. We're going to focus on Pesach, that your person should not sit down to a meal um, on, uh, on Erev Pesach, and we're going to discuss exactly at what time 
should a person not sit down to a meal? Now, to introduce this Mishnah, a couple of ideas that Rashi and Taisus, what we call Bavarn, they forewarn us to, to notice. And we'll mention more of it as we go through this. this it's not a long Mishnah, but there's a number of very interesting halachas. Um, but to, to notice just before we even start, you can't wash on Erev Pesach anyway. Why? Because chametz is usher once you hit chatzos. And you're not allowed to eat matzah on Erev Pesach. So how can you, what are you washing on? Gemara later on, in seven or eight blood, is going to tell us it can't be referring to snacks and fruit because that you're allowed to eat. Okay? So Tyson is very bothered by this whole thing where he doesn't eat cans out the meal. But what type, what's the issue? You can't eat chametz, you're not sitting down to washing on challah. You're not allowed to eat matzah, so you're not washing on matzah. So what's the, uh, what's the whole idea? So ultimately what Tyson comes out with is that you're allowed to sit down to a type of matzah, which is called matzah ashira, matzah that's made not with your flour that's not mixed with water, rather it's flour that's mixed with eggs or juice, where if, you, if you're kaveh asuda on those things, you're allowed to do that on Erev Pesach because it's not chametz, and you cannot fulfill your mitzvah v'achilas matzah with matzah ashira. Okay, but you would still be Kaveh Asuda. So it seems that Lamaisa, this is the only time that the first halacha of this Misha would be, uh, would be applicable anyway. Okay, very interesting. So let's start going and, and um, uh, let's start reading the Mishnah and we'll explain more as you move along. Arve Psachim. Some Gemara says Erev Pesach, some Gemara say Arve Psachim, famous parak. On Erev Pesach, Samuch Lemincha. Near Mincha. Now there's two Minchas. There's Mincha Gedayla, the big Mincha, and there's Mincha Ketana. Over here we're referring to Mincha Ketana. Okay? Now, the way Mincha Gedayla, Mincha Ketana work, Mincha Gedola, Mincha means the afternoon as the sun is starting to Nayach. Mincha, Mem Nun Ches Hei, the word Mincha is from Nayach. Nayach means to rest. The sun is starting to go to rest. It's in the afternoon. It's on its way down. So mincha means the afternoon. It's going to rest. Mincha gedayla means the larger mincha, which means most of the afternoon. From a half hour after chatzais, toshkif. That's the big mincha. Mincha ketana is less time, smaller mincha, which is a lot closer to Shkia, it's about it's nine and a half halachic hours into the day. So it's the last two and a half hours of light is called Mincha Ketana. Mincha Ketana is the smaller time frame. Mincha Gedola is the larger time frame. So Arve Psachim Samach Mincha on Erev Pesach near Mincha. Lo Yochal Adam Ashati Chashech. A person is not allowed to sit down and eat. Okay? To be kaveya se'uda. Again, the Gemara is later on going to tell us, doesn't mean you're not allowed to snack. You're allowed to grab an apple. It's fine. Now let's sit down to a meal. Ad sheti chashech. Very interesting words of ad sheti chashech. Why? Because tichashech means dark. Dark means tzesak Now usually, 
<clears throat> this is another interesting halacha. Usually, I don't need to wait till dark to eat. Like, for example, on a regular yomtif, besides for Pesach and Shavuos, and Sukkot, I guess, so I don't know what a regular yomtif is going to be, let's see, maybe uh, Rosh Hashanah, maybe Gavad, right? Each one's got their own reason, though. But if you think about it, let's take a Shabbos. I could be Makabal Shabbos early. I could take in Shabbos before dark and start a Sa'uda. Right? On Pesach, however, because the Chiyuv of Achilas Matzah needs to take place at night, so we're not allowed, the Mishnah is like hinting to this other halacha by using the word Shatichashech. Okay? You can't eat which means you can't even start your Pesach Seder after Shkia or after Plaga Mincha. You have to wait all the way till, until absolute nightfall, which is a separate halacha that this Mishnah is hinting to. Afilu Ani Sheb Yisrael. Says the Mishnah, even an Ani in Yisrael, and we're gonna, there's going to be a lot of diukim that teach us additional halachas from the words of the Mishnah. Even a poor person in Klal Yisrael, lo yochal ad interesting expression, is not allowed to eat until he leans to eat matzah at the Pesach Seder. Okay, now why does it say he leans? Why does it say he can't? He also can't eat till dark. What's going on here? So the Mishnah is letting us know that even a poor person, it's hinting to another halach, even a poor person is obligated to recline like an usher. At the Pesach Seder, the guy could, have, the guy could be poor as a church mouse. He's got to recline at the Pesach Seder. Also, he needs to have at least four cups of wine. There's a chiyuv, there's an obligation, no matter how little money a person has, to go out of his way to fulfill the mitzvah of Dalit. Kaisis, some of the Mepharshim explain, this is actually not only a mandate on the Ani to make sure they save up for the Dalit Kaisis, it's a mandate on the community on the tzedakah funds, to make sure the tzedakah funds of a community give each poor person enough money to fulfill Dalit Kaisis. And this is true even from the Tamchoy, which was set aside for the poorest of the poor. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll translate Tamchoy as like the local pushka. Okay? That even if, a, the two ways to learn this, even if a person is so poor, that they're reliant and dependent on a tamchoy, they still need to make sure they have dalit kaisas, even though it might seem a little too fancy for them. And it's also talking to the poor person, even if it means by spending money on wine, you'll become poor and need to rely on the tamchoy, it's kedai. It's worthwhile to put yourself into that sort of financial situation in order to fulfill the mitzvah of dalit kaisas. So a few very, very, very interesting Halachos uh, in our Mishnah, along with some fascinating diukim that we could learn out from the additional and unique words of the Mishnah, the Tamchoy, so on and uh, you know, so on and so forth. Okay. Sheyosef, yeah, go ahead, Simcha. You're you're muted. Yeah, okay, go ahead. It says that a person should not sit down to eat until it becomes dark. But generally speaking, when you, when you sit down for your Seder, it's going to be a while before you eat. So if you 
start your Seder early knowing you're not going to eat till later? Well, since, yes, really, except that the Dalit Kaisis also need to be done at dark, and the Kiddush is the first of Dalit Kaisis. But yeah, if not, if not for that, if not for the issue of Dalit Kaisis, that's a very good diuk. Very good diuk. Ain't a Mitzad that? Yeah, your Shochanayrech, and your, I'm sorry, your mighty Matzah would, would have to wait, but otherwise, very good. Very good. Okay, Zakti Gomar. Why do we mention only Erev Pesach that you're not allowed to have a Suda coming on to Pesach? It's not true. Even on Erev Shabbos and Yontif, you're not allowed to sit down for a meal. Different should not eat on Erev Shabbos and Erev Yontif from Mincha and afterwards. You come into Shabbos hungry. There's a pin of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, you're allowed to eat all the way Ad Shati Chashech, okay? So Rabbi Yaisi Enochanami does not allow it. Uh, does not say it's a, he, I'm sorry, I'm not saying this properly. Rabbi Yaisi holds it's not a problem. You're allowed to eat Ashi Chashech. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, where you're not allowed to do it, whether it's Arav Pesach, whether it's Arav Yomdiv, whether it's Arav Shabbos, why are we saying, Arav Pesachim, Shabbach Lamencha? You should say, Kol Arav Shabbos, V'chol Arav Yomdiv, you're not allowed to sit down to a Zudu. Why are you making it unique to Arav Pesach? This mission is coming to teach us the Chiddush that uh, in the opinion of the lenient Rabbi Yaisi, who says that generally on Arab Shabbos and Arab Yom you're allowed to eat that's specific to Shabbos and Yom Pesach. But Rabbi Yaisi will agree that when it comes to Arab Pesach, because the mitzvah the biblical command matzah at the Pesach Seder Maida. He'll agree to Rabbi Yehuda that, um, that you're not allowed to sit down to a meal from Mincha and onwards. If Papa Amar, if Papa says, if you tame Rabbi Yehuda, you could say our Mishnah, which says Arve Psachim is also following the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Ah, if it's Rabbi Yehuda, what was our question? Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that every Shabbos and Yom Tif you can't eat, so why would we say specific Arav Pesach? It says Rabbi Papa, Hasam Rabbi Shabbos, by regular Shabbos. And the regular yomtif mina mincha lemalu the asir becomes asir from mincha and onwards. However, samuch lemincha shari. Very interesting. It doesn't say at mincha and onwards in our mishnah. It says samuch lemincha and onwards when you get near the time of mincha. Avol be'erav pesach afilu samuch lemincha nami asir. According to Rabbi Yehuda, even samuch lemincha, which means a half hour, a half halachic hour. Prior to Mincha, it's going to be Aser on Erev Pesach. Hence, we have an answer. What was our question again? Why mention Arve Psachim? If it applies always, two possible answers. Answer number one is the following. That this is Shitas Reb Yaisi, who generally holds it's not always. The other answer is, says your Papa, it could even be Reb Yehuda, because we're saying Erev Pesach, Samuch Lemincha is a problem, and elsewhere Reb Yehuda holds, it only starts at Mincha itself. Now we're going to ask a question. Frek the Gemara of Erev Shabbos Samach Lemin Chashari is a taka permitted to eat a Seuda on Erev Shabbos a half hour before Mincha. Is that really true? Because according to Rav Papa, on Erev Shabbos and Erev Yom, it's only forbidden at Mincha. The Chiddush is Erev Pesach, even a half hour prior is also. Is that really true? This this statement of Rav Papa. We learned in the Brayse, "La yoichal adam be'erev Shabbos v'yamim toivim mitesha shoi sulamal." 
from nine hours. Now, usually, Mincha Ketana is nine and a half hours. You not only from nine hours, Kadesh Yikon Shabbos, you type to go into Shabbos hungry. Yeah? You want to eat food. Debe Rabbi Yehuda. This is the Pinar Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda. So you see that even by a standard Shabbos and Yom Tif, Rabbi Yehuda holds Samach Lamincha is not allowed for a Suda. And therefore, we're back to square one in the Pinar of Papa. Because now, there's no difference anymore between Shabbos, a regular Yom Tif and Pesach. You can always, you, you always may not start a Suda, Samach Lamincha. And therefore, we're back to our question. Why are we saying Arve Psachim? Omar Marzutra. So Marzutra says, Man Leimalon de Misratzahi. How do you know that this Brisa, which says from nine hours and onwards, is actually quoted correctly? Maybe you're not quoting it correctly. Dilma, perhaps. Mishabashtahi. Maybe it's Mishabashta. Maybe it's confused. Okay? And really, it should be nine and a half hours. He's saying like this. He's trying to help. Uh, he's, uh, who's this? This is uh, Marzutra. Marzutra is trying to help out his uh, friend Rav Papa. And he says, very nice, he has a question on Rav Papa, that it's always Samach Lamincha. I don't think you're quoting it properly. Apparently, when, when uh, he heard this Brisa, you know, it wasn't so clear to him. I don't think he's coming out of the blue. He's not just trying to, you know, make up a Baba Misa. He must have heard this Brisa Taka quoted differently at times. Omar Lei, Maremar Vitemar of Yemar. Either Maremar, and some say it was Rav Yemar, says to, says to Marzutra, who tried to stand up for Rav Papa, I went to Shir. I went to, I went to the, the, I went to Shir by Rav Pinchas Beidaravami. And Atana stood up and he taught the price of a Kiblamine. And it was accepted to be from nine hours. And therefore we have a question on Rav Papa. So if that, so now we talk of a question on Rav Papa. Rav Papa must be wrong. And the only way to explain why it says Arve Psachim is because of, um, is because of uh, Rav Huna. And Taka, there's a Nafkamina between Samach Lamincha and Mincha itself. Ula Rav Huna says the Gemara, Ula Rav Huna Minecha. But um, is Rav Huna's Pshat good as well? Okay, this that he says, Samach Lamincha or Mincha itself, is that Taka sensible? And some say it was Rabbi Avo quoting Rabbi Yaisi Bar Chanina, Halacha Kerav Yehuda Ber Pesach. Halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda that you're forbidden to sit down to a meal uh, a half hour before Mincha on Erev Pesach. Halacha Kerav Yaisi Ber Shabbos. And we follow Rabbi Yaisi on, on uh, Erev Shabbos that you're allowed to have a Suda, Achatichashech. Halacha Kerav Yehuda Ber Pesach. If you have to say that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda and Arab Pesach, mechlal de polig Rabbi Yaisi b'tervayu, it seems to be that there's a machlekes both by Arab Pesach and on Arab Shabbos. So why would Rabbi Yaisi say that um, after mincha on Arab Pesach you're allowed to eat? Rabbi Yaisi would allow that apparently. That after mincha you're allowed to eat. So why in the world, uh, why in the world would Rabbi Huna allow? the the Samuch Lamincha time to be the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi as well. And for the Gemara, the Gemara says, Lai, Halacha, 
Just because it says the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, does not mean there's a mechlaikas, rather mechlal de pligi bahas sokka. This seems to imply that they have a different mechlaikas. Their mechlaikas says if I already started the su'uda, do I need to stop my su'uda, shetichashech, when it becomes dark, or once I start, am I permitted to continue eating? There, Rabbi Yehuda, so the mechlaikas over there is going to be, each opinion is, Rabbi Yehuda is going to say, you must. Um, you, um, you must stop. You're not allowed to continue eating. However, um, if you're already eating, Rabbi Yaisi is going to say you could, con- you could keep eating once you reach Sambach Lamincha. But he'll agree that if you're to start a su'uda, that you're, he'll agree to Rabbi Yehuda that you're not allowed to do on her of Pesach already Sambach Lamincha. And we'll hold it here for today. Mejem, tomorrow, we're going to go more into detail as to this situation of what uh, of where do we find this machlekes and what taka does a person do if they started their suda before this man and they want to keep eating now uh, the machlekes and that whether you need to stop or not I'm going to pick up tomorrow night at 7.30